are now listening to episode 231 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on May 2nd, 2022. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Nicole. And apologies that it's been a bit since our last episode. Um, We both had various things at different times that kept us from recording. Uh, Do you want to give a bit of an update with your situation? Yeah, so um, if anyone did not listen to the last one, I was saying that we were um, probably in the last couple weeks of my horse's life, and I just needed to be present with her and be able to check on her frequently. And setting aside time, like a couple hours at a time where I would be at a computer um, just wasn't realistic at that point. Um, And so we did euthanize her a little less than a month ago, but it'll have been, well, it's past the month mark by the time this goes up. Um, She had a really great final day. The process with the vet was very smooth, which is a blessing because with large animals, you know, you can't just like pick them up and hold them in your lap, like providing this is a controlled euthanasia as opposed to an emergency where an animal is laying down already. They have to go from standing to not standing during that process. Um, And while they're not really aware of anything as the medication takes effect and they're not scared and they don't feel pain, they don't feel anything. um, For the people who are present, it can be visually upsetting. Um, A lot of owners choose not to be present when it's done. Um, The vets don't really judge you for that with large animals and Often if a horse is boarded, the owner simply can't be there for a variety of reasons. Um, And I don't really judge anyone who chooses not to be there because visually it can be more traumatic than like a cat or a dog. Um, But it was very important to me that I was there. Um, Both my parents chose to be there as well. Um, And as far as large animal euthanizations go, hers was pretty much as smooth as it can be which I'm really grateful for, Um, even though on her end it wouldn't matter since she wouldn't feel anything or be aware of anything. um, I am selfishly glad that from a visual standpoint, it was not traumatic for us. Um, Beyond the obvious, we are euthanizing an animal that had been a very beloved part of our lives for nearly 20 years. So when I say it was not traumatic, I do mean that relatively speaking, but relatively speaking, it was very uneventful. It was very smooth. Um, And then I guess I'll explain a little bit um about after um there's several methods of like disposal is a cold sounding word but other than like miniature horses shetlands breeds like that horses are 900 to 2000 pounds depending on their height build breed like the budweiser clydesdales are obviously more the 2000 pound but like horses can weigh that much um and so this part and the whole thing really is more difficult than small animals um not emotionally obviously, but like logistically speaking, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, both the euthanasia itself and the step after that are harder with large animals. Some get buried, but I want everyone listening to stop and think about the logistics of digging a hole six feet deep and seven feet square. That is 100 yards, which I should have done this, but I think is like 90, 91 meters away from a water source. Like not everyone can do that. Um, cremation can cost over a thousand dollars, um, 900 euros. I want to, do you know what Euro to us dollar conversion is? No, anyone can put that in, but I do know it's about 800 pounds sterling because my friend in the UK did give me that conversion. Um, and not everyone has that after they've spent a lot on the actual euthanization. Like I'll be honest here, um, that vet appointment cost $500. So on top of that, sometimes $1,000 for cremation, also very hard. Um, other options, you can have them sent to a landfill, um, or, and if anyone cringed when I said landfill, skip forward 15 seconds. 
Um, if the horse has never had certain medications or if they were euthanized by gun rather than drugs, um, they can be donated to wildlife sanctuaries or zoos for the uh, carnivorous animals there. Um, I don't judge any of those options. I want to make that clear as well. Um, and I don't want to get into specifics because very few people in my life know precisely where, but because I can't go over all of that and then not say what we did, at least vaguely, Jazz was buried. And we are very fortunate that we live in a very rural area and that we have friends and neighbors who were able to help us make that happen. Um, and I actually find it kind of ironic that it was very, very important to me that she be buried, even though I 100% want to be cremated and I will <laughs> haunt the shit out of someone if they put me in a casket. Um, no, I, I very much do not want that. Um, I actually think my parents would like to be buried, but they want to be cremated and then buried. They don't want the casket part. Mm hmm. Um, I don't really care what happens with my ashes, but I do want to be cremated. Um, anyway, so Jazz, I cut off her mane and tail. Um, I already have had some jewelry made from that um, in the past, and I will get I will get more made. There's things I want. My sister has something she wants that my mom and I are going to get her. Um, I will quickly plug Equine Keepsakes as the place to get that stuff made if any horse people happen to be listening. Hashtag not an ad. Um, and there's actually a poem about that, that I shared on some of my socials that it's, it's long. I shared the first part of it, but the first part of it says, um, the best horses in heaven, they have no tail. That is a rule. They all know without fail that when a new horse arrives with a shortcut Bob, it is known that that horse did a very good job. And I absolutely love that. And it makes me tear up like all the time, but like in a good way. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very customary to cut off their tails, especially if it was a beloved horse um so we did i have all of that in my uh in my room in a bag um those of you listening that have me on socials beyond my i love my lab 93 twitter account know a lot more about her and her life than we have time for here obviously roxanne does roxanne has met her roxanne has ridden her um but i did want to give you guys an update because i did talk about this last time um and you know she lived 28 years two months and a couple days she was born February 1994 and passed April 2022, which is just a fantastic run for a horse. I don't remember if I said this last time, but if she was a human, she would have been in her 80s. Um, and I love her and I'm so proud of her. Um, and I appreciate everyone who reached out. She was with me for a long time. And I can say very contentedly that I have no regrets about the part of my life that I shared with the part of her life. Um I, we, we did right by her from start to finish. She was very happy with us. Um, and honestly, my perspective on death when it comes to elderly pets, elderly humans too, is just that they're so very lucky in a world that is just full of tragedy to have had the chance to become old and to pass from age related things. Um, and I think I said in my like longer obituary for her on my Facebook, I said, like, all horses deserve to have age be what gets them in the end. And so I'm extremely grateful for that. And while I am sad and I miss her and all of that, I am like extremely at peace with it, which I'm also grateful for um, because I'm very lucky. Horses are kind of horse people joke like horses spend their entire lives trying to die because there's like so many freak things that happen to horses that so many stories that like non-horse people would be like, that sounds so fake. And horse people are like, I have heard of that happening like 10 times. Mm -hmm. So the fact that her entire life and her end was like extremely uneventful and controlled, like 
I would still say that does happen to the majority of them. But, you know, majority is that 51 percent or is that 99 percent? You know, there's there's very varied what majority means. Um, And there's certainly a lot of ways that that could have gone differently. And I am just very, very happy with how it all did go. Um, On a lighter note, you were in Utah recently. Yes. (laughs) On a completely different note. um, On a completely different note. Was it just last weekend? Yeah, Already? I think so. Because, yeah. or was it two? Because we couldn't record last Monday because you had just gotten back. Yeah. So yeah. So it was the weekend before last. I was in Utah for uh, Quidditch Nationals with my team. Of like the thirty-something club teams, we placed in the top sixteen, which is farther than awesome. my team has ever been in the like. This was my sixth year at nationals, I think. Because it's my it was my seventh season playing, but there was the year of no nationals because no two yeah because COVID um, yeah so yeah. do they still I I know you had said that they've done something to kind of distance themselves from Rowling, but they still call it Quidditch, right? Yeah, as of right now, um, it is still called Quidditch. Um, but earlier, like earlier in the season, they put out different polls about like. Um, at least U.S. Quidditch is working towards changing the name of the sport. So they had like different uh, like options. Like, what do you think of these names? Um, so we'll see if I don't know if they're planning on making the change for this next coming season or a little bit further down the line. But that will gotcha. most likely be coming. Gotcha. I like that. Cause I mean, like, I don't, I think it would be kind of sad because there's been like so many friendships and I know it helps like people like stay in shape and stay active and social. Like, I think like just stopping it would be not really for the common good, but I do like that they're trying to take steps to be like, Hey, the, the existence of this does not mean that we agree with her or endorse what she's kind of dedicated her life to right now. Yeah. So I, I do like that they're doing that. Yeah, and it's also, like, it's a mix of, like, that and just also, like, because Quidditch is, like, trademarked by Warner Brothers, like, teams, yeah, like, can't too. technically get sponsors and there's limited things as far as what the league can do is in promoting mm-hmm. itself. So having a new name would, like, get rid of those issues, so. And I think that it's kind of nice because there's, of course, going to be some people that are all, like, the things Rowling is doing now is brave and wonderful and changing the name is woke culture and all this other shit, but like having the it's trademarked reason as well, kind of, I feel will help negate any people arguing against it because they're like, Hey, like we have a reason for this that does not have to do with transphobia. Yeah. And like that, like the, just the topic of changing the name has gone like years back, like far before Rowling started with her current agendas. So it's been yeah. well before she time. was public with it. Yeah. Because I mean, even the Harry Potter books, like if you're not a real girl, you can't go into the dorm. So I mean, it's always been there, but she hasn't kind of gone balls to the wall about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's good. I like. I remember that you had told me they were doing something, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, honestly, and and there were also like um like among the booths there was like. Um, I think at the the at the merch booth there was like um they had like trans pride stickers and there was like another booth with like information connected to that so they were like doing their part to like like fight back against her that way so that was good to see. 
That's good. Yeah. And if it, if it is not clear to anyone listening, we both are hashtag trans women are women. And it's always good to remember that, especially in wake of some of these hate groups right now, um, especially the one that has been very publicly associated with her lately, um, black trans women fighting cops are why we have pride. So we need to not forget where that kind of thing comes from when we choose to be divisive. Yes. All right. So that was like me on a low note and then your good note. And then we kind of made it into a low note. (laughs) So now let's go on to, oh, good thing, bad thing. Our trip is soon. Yes. And the bad thing is we are my least favorite number in the world days away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) And so you and anyone who's listened for a long time knows how many days away it is. But um, I have been keeping track. And yesterday, I saw how many days it was. And then I was like, Oh, that means tomorrow it's this number. (laughs) If anyone wants to do the math today, I said, which also happens to be my age. It's a bad day for me. (laughs) Well, I see I look at are you looking at it starting the 31st? Yeah, because that's when you get here. Yeah, see, I like I leave on the night of the thirtieth, so like that's like. The- oh, so it's twenty eight days for you. Yeah, so if you want to count okay. it that way and just skip over <laughs> the ugly number, just like how I was planning on being. I even said I was like, I'll be thirty for two years. It's not me not wanting to be thirty. It's me not wanting to be twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so yeah, twenty nine days. So just to try to get us a little bit back on track, we talked before we started recording. Um. We're gonna we're recording this one. That one will be up on May 9th. 9th. No. And then we'll record the following Monday. That will come out on the twenty third. And then we will be on hiatus until our next episode will be in July. I don't know if it will be the fourth or the week after that, but it would probably be one of those two, I feel like. Yeah. So that'll just be because we will be road tripping and I am probably not even bringing my laptop because it's being held together with duct tape and I don't want to subject it to um, a lot of car rides and to ferry rides and actually guess four ferry rides round trip and all sorts of that stuff. So we are just not going to do that. And also because we won't want to, but you know, (laughs) we can blame it on my computer. Yeah, like, no offense, but I don't want to be spending hours editing while I'm on vacation, so. Yeah, even though that would kind of fit with a dream I had a couple months ago where, like, you didn't want to do fucking anything and we got (laughs) into a huge fight. Yeah, so, um, we might, like, it'd be fun if we, like, took little videos, but I don't know. I was actually thinking about, like, vlogging but not like in a I want to be an influencer way but in a like it would just be fun to do way yeah I mean we because we still have our YouTube account that we haven't posted anything to in years probably since the last Paley Fest that I did oh you've been posting on it I was thinking since Comic-Con when we went together no well because I think well was that before or after Paley I don't know isn't Paley Fest every year? Well, I, I, well, Paley, I mean, so I the, the last about. one that I... It is every year, but just the last one I went to where I interviewed them. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, we'll probably do that. And then I will probably put some on my account, too, just because I kind of have, well, when I say I have a website, it's like a Wix website, and I'm not paying to get that domain taken off. So it's like something something dot Wix dot com or whatever. But I'm going to post like some photography and kind of like blog it as well. So I'll probably like embed some videos on there. And I will share that if and when I actually wind up doing that because you know I have zero follow through anymore but that's the plan maybe putting it out will help keep me motivated mm-hmm. all righty not that it'll have anything to do with the big bang theory but it'll still be fun yeah if you guys want to follow along with any of that yep all right so today's episode discussion yes so can't remember I said that slowly as I was trying to find my tab again <laughs> Can't remember if I named it at the top or not, but we are talking about Work Song Nano Cluster this week, which again, uh, just a very fun episode. I, you know, we've said it, but this is a very strong stretch. It's a very fun stretch. Like, I feel like some of the episodes maybe aren't as good in terms of like the best episodes in TV history, but like they're just fun. Yes. You know. And this one, it just like some, it has like a few like I feel like very iconic lines in it, at least in my mind that i just love mm-hmm. so yes okay so episode starts off with leonard howard and raj playing secret agent laser obstacle chess which honestly looks kind of fun i don't play it looks fun but i feel like it would really stress me out because like i used to legit have nightmares as a kid of being in a situation where i had to sneak through a building with that was like laser protected <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happens a lot in movies and it's just one of those situations that like no one is ever going to have to do it in real life, but you grow up assuming you're going to encounter it. Mm -hmm. Like quicksand. Okay, but I I encountered quicksand. I mean, I have yet to, so. Well, let me tell you, come to Kentucky with me sometime. I'll take your break too. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that area I don't think has is currently quicksand like it comes and goes it's not like it's a pond but i can take you to a very specific spot that i know is capable of becoming quicksand Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we can just get you stuck in it for posterity oh also i guess we can kind of mention this it it doesn't fit specifically anywhere so just mention it up at the top it's funny how like in our last episode we were trying to remember like did big bang theory like ever have like a bottle episode and then like an hour after we recorded it or something i was just like roxanne yeah (laughs) I remember specifically trying to think, like, well, if they had one, it would essentially be, but just between, like, the guys in Penny's apartment. Um, And here we are. I got almost, like, chills. Like, it kind of was like, this is, like, the podcast equivalent of, like, walking into your living room in the middle of the night and turning on the light and there's, like, a person standing there. (laughs) Because, like, this episode was, like, right in front of us. And I was like, oh, next next week is next episode's work song. And I was like, do they ever leave the apartment? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, it was so fast after we recorded. So, anyway... This is the closest they get to a bottle episode. Yes. Yeah. So they're playing their game. Sheldon doesn't join them because he's going over to Penny's because it is almost 11 o'clock and she has a rule where she won't punch him in the throat if it's after 11. I feel like she should just be like, oh, Sheldon, now it's before 11 p.m. and just effectively create a don't knock on my door ever (laughs) scenario. But then Sheldon would be the one who knocks on the door at 11 p.m. And she's like, why won't you let me sleep? So, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, so he's dropping off a package um, that was left with him when she wasn't home. And, of course, he wants her to sign to relieve him of his responsibility for it, which is a very Sheldon thing. It is, but I also am like, you know, that's one of the ones that I'm like, look, like, mail is, like, messing with mail is, like, a federal offense. So, like, I could see why his brain is like, let's do a chain of custody situation. Mm -hmm. Like, so when I drive for DoorDash, there are, so... I'm sure everyone has done DoorDash, but like when you can, or gotten it delivered, how you can mark like leave at the door or hand it to me. And if you mark leave at the door, it has us take a picture and that way we send it to you. So, you know, it's been left and then DoorDash also gets it. And so it's the customer can't really claim the food wasn't delivered unless they have like ring doorbell footage. If you like putting it down, taking a picture and then taking it, which has happened. And, but for hand it to me, you know, you just hand it to them. Well, what people will do is they will mark leave at the door. And I do not get any ideas. Anybody listening, do not fucking do this. Um, If you mark leave at the door and then you come out and take it from the person, they can't leave a, they can't take a picture. And so you mark on our end, we mark handed order directly to customer. But then the customer can then claim, no, they didn't. They never delivered it. And then the customer gets a refund. We get a contract violation and we could lose our ability to deliver for DoorDash, which in my case would completely sink me financially. I need both of my jobs. So I, if I, um, I always have my phone out to take the picture like it's in my hand. And if I see the door open, I switch it over to video and hit video. And I don't like put in their face like I'm filming you. But Michigan is a one party consent state, which means if you're recording audio, only one person that's being recorded has to know that it's being recorded. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't have to say I'm recording this exchange. I just switch it over to video and I go, hi, DoorDash for so-and-so. And then they go, yes. And I hand it to them and I go, have a great day. And then I walk back to my car. Well, it hasn't happened to me where they've tried to fool me, but I know it has happened because of the DoorDash Facebook groups I'm in. So if then they try to claim it and I dispute it, I can show them the video and say, hey, you can hear them taking the order. Yeah. So I don't know that I would do this specific thing that Sheldon is doing um, for Penny, um, especially if it was like a neighbor slash friend, like somebody that I trusted would not, you know, try to pull anything but on a basic level, it's just another situation. I think I think last week, too, I said something, but I'm like, I get it. Yeah. You know, the average person probably wouldn't do it in this specific circumstance. I wouldn't do it, but I do get it. Like there's sort of you can see the like you can see the logic, but also it's him taking it to the extreme. So exactly. Yeah. So the package is for rhinestones, I believe she says for her penny blossoms. She has started a business. She has. And the first thing that I thought of when I was reading, when I was watching this back was again, going back to DoorDash. And I was like, I wonder if she realizes how she has to do her own taxes and she will not get a W-2 from this business and she has to keep her own money aside. (laughs) Like that's where my brain went. I am going to say no. (laughs) Probably not. And there are so many people. Doesn't she even have the line? Like Sheldon says something about taxes and she's like, I have to pay taxes on this. Well, she does if she makes over a certain amount, but it's like, yeah, like I keep thinking like the reason that I would never do something like this is just because the tax is such a hassle. Yeah. Um, DoorDash is the same way, but because I have a W-2 job and I, t- I take out some extra withholding for that, but also 
my income from DoorDash and my income from the W-2 job is comparable. It's not like I work, you know, five hours a week at a W-2 job and then I make like $800 in DoorDash a week. I wish. But, um, you know, I submit quarterly to my tax preparer and she, you know, tells me like, nope, you're keeping enough out This with your expenses, with all of that. Like you do not have to pay quarterly. Your W-2 job is covering your taxes. Um, so Penny's like, oh, if this takes off, I won't have to waitress anymore. I'm just thinking, please continue to have a job that takes taxes out so you don't have a nightmare at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I like when I was watching this episode, I was trying to like compare like the math because like she has like her initial like how much she made in a week and then Sheldon like calculates it in a week and then later there's like how much she would make if like the full sale for like a thousand and I was trying to like do the mm-hmm. math on everything and see like how things added up and they, I feel like they kind of do but also they're all such different situations it's hard to compare so I don't know yeah because like okay here so she said she made $156 in a week which would be like in a year, but then Sheldon says her profit later in a year would only be like $2,000. So is she really spending like four or $6,000 like on supplies for those? I don't know, but math. (laughs) And like, oh yeah, and he said that's before taxes. Yeah. But I mean, her taxes, you can write off your expenses on taxes. So there is that. Um, but, you know, I, I know I know enough about it that I can't really lecture on it because it's like you say, like, when you know a little bit, you think you know too much. And then when you know more, you're like more realistic about how much you know or whatever. I know enough about it that I know I need to have a tax preparer do my taxes. <laughs> so like I like I think it cost me like two hundred dollars to do the taxes from her, which I used to use TurboTax. But the TurboTax for the taxes that I would need to do, it would cost me like $140 to do it myself. So I'm like, okay, I'm paying $60 for the peace of mind that I am not going to file incorrectly. And that is worth it. Yeah. Okay. So then Sheldon's going to help Penny, right? Yeah. He kind of goes from like saying like... I say right. I know how this episode goes. Yeah. I'm just thinking the order. It's, just, he, it's funny. He goes from like being upset she's gonna quit her job as a waitress because who's gonna touch his cheeseburger and then it goes from there to him being like okay like i'll show you how to do this and then of course he he tells her um she's not allowed to be sarcastic or snide during this process um which she immediately jumps into sarcasm which he is very quick to pick up on so he has grown there I mean, we've talked before that we think to an extent he's kind of exaggerating his social ineptitude. So this is an example, I think, of that where he immediately is like, nope, nope, it it works for me here to understand that it's sarcasm. So I am going to understand that it's sarcasm. Yes. Uh, So then he times her on how long it takes to make a penny blossom, um, decides she'll be paying herself $5.19 a day. Um, Which, what do her materials cost? And what is she, what are she selling these for? I don't know. I don't, okay, well, there is, um, there was like the Penny Blossom site that was up for a little while. And based on that, they were $4.99 each. But then she was only making 50 cents profit on each. So I feel like if she's buying in bulk, she should be making more than that, her supplies. I feel like she should too. Yeah. But I don't know. And then she still has to pay for her website. Unless she's cheap like me. Maybe it's pennyblossoms.wix.com. <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see. Um, so 
I like how he's like, we have to do a assembly line when like she could raise her prices. Yeah, but also like I feel like five dollars is already on the high end for one of those. I don't know how much she would sell if she rose her prices more. But then we're just talking this isn't a viable business and the assembly line's not really going to help. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's another thing that people say now. Like, they're like, I'm a business owner and I can't afford to pay my employees over minimum wage because then I wouldn't be able to stay in business. And they get really mad when I say to them, okay, why are you more entitled to be a business owner than people are entitled to make enough money to, like, live? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's so easy to live on minimum wage, like, just close your business, go get one of those jobs. You know, you can become a cashier at Walmart because you're so against the scanners. Like, but people are all like, no, like, you don't understand. Like, I I would like to be a business owner. And the only way that I can do that is to be unfair to my employees. So I have absolutely no choice but to be unfair to my employees. Yeah. One of these days when I go to the woods, I am not coming back. <laughs> um, also, just in that scene after um, Sheldon determines how much she'll be making, I like his line. There are children in a sneaker factory in Indonesia who out-earn you. Yeah. Yeah. Love child labor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but. So, yeah, he suggests the assembly line. Um, and then the other guys end up coming over. Because they hear them singing. <laughs> the first of the singing in this episode. I love the singing in this episode. Do you remember at the start of um, the pandemic when, like, all of TikTok was people singing sea shanty songs? So, like, I'm not on TikTok, but I remember, like, seeing it referenced on Twitter that apparently that was a thing. Well, I, I have the app. Um, I did not have it at the time but a lot of people were like posting the videos on twitter so like i saw a lot of them um and now i'm just looking at tiktok and it's a lot of just like it was a lot of like pick me people like someone will just be doing this like weird dance and they'll be like when you're judged for having a bunch of kids and being white and it's just like music that has nothing to do with that so like i'm kind of over (laughs) i'm not into tiktok right now but um I wish that we could get back to the sea shanty shanty shit. Ooh, that is tough. (laughs) Um, Because that was very fun, and I love sea shanties. And I apologize in advance for how many of them are on my playlist that you will be hearing next month. Um, (laughs) But, um, yeah, so they're singing Blow the Man Down, right? That's the first one. And obviously not everything that they're singing is sea shanties. This just reminds me of it, because when that was happening at the start of the pandemic, I thought of this episode. (laughs) Yeah, Sheldon says that it will increase their productivity. And Penny says they made that penny blossom in under three minutes. And I like how Leonard's like, okay, we are more confused now. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of raises more questions than it answers. I just love those scenarios where like you stop and realize, hold on, this character does not have all the information (laughs) that we have. Um, Just like in the um, first season Halloween episode when Kurt's like, why would you want to be a hobbit? And Sheldon says, because he's neither tall or immortal and none of us could be the Flash. Mm -hmm. We can follow that. But like, I completely understand why Kurt's response was literally whatever. Yeah, (laughs) because, you know. 
And, like, like Leonard here also kind of reminds me of, like, that episode where a couple times he's like, Sheldon, like, do you want to catch me up again here? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was, uh, was that Barbarian? Sub, sub, sublimation? Yes. Sublimation, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so then um, the guys all quickly start making suggestions for various aspects of her business for, like, the bonding agent, marketing and distribution, optimizing the manufacturing. Um, Which reminds me of Big Brand when they're putting together her... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very much. And then I liked when Lena or Sheldon was just like, oh, yeah, she has a terrible problem with moisture-induced glitter clump. And Penny's just like, yeah, it's a bitch. <laughs> I think very clearly this has been, like, an ongoing issue with the glitter. Yeah. I always just like when random people, like, when they just describe something as a bitch mm-hmm. instead of someone. Like, oh, man, this is a bitch. Okay, I think one of my favorite ones was on Two and a Half Men when, oh, shit, John Cryer's character, what was his name? Alan. Okay, so Alan hooks up with his ex-wife. She's married to somebody else. And then, like, a little while later, there's, like, a time lapse. And then his ex-wife and the husband come over to the place where he's living with Charlie Sheen's character, who is also Charlie. Yep, it's coming back. (laughs) And um, she says it's such good news because they're having a baby, right? And they're all excited. And then when they, like, leave, like, Alan kind of has this, like, look on his face. And the boy says, like, oh, what's wrong with him? And Charlie goes, he's doing math in his head. And the kid just goes, oh, that's a bitch. Because, like, he doesn't understand what's happening. But he's just like, oh, yeah, math in your head. I understand. That's just terrible. You and me, Dad, we're the same <laughs> when that's not what was going on. Um, okay, so... So the guys end up all making their various plans to get... I was going to say, how do we sum this yeah. up? This is a very long... Very long and, and lots of technical words and ideas that are honestly over my head. Um, <laughs> but Raj and Howard are going to get charcoal for some reason. Um, Leonard is told to start working on website designs. Sheldon gets ready to move the uh, assembly over to his apartment. And Penny decides she's going to take a nap. <laughs> Yeah. Although the exchange between them when Penny's like, well, what's wrong with my apartment? And Sheldon says, it's not my apartment. Like, I understand that's a very Sheldon line, but also like you do want a bigger space for yeah. stuff like this. Why have I suddenly become like, a, honestly, everything Sheldon says makes sense. Like, when did I become <laughs> that person? I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm not straight up like defending him. I'm just saying like, I can f- see the logic Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but yeah you do want a bigger apartment for something like this um both for the space being less um crowded and also like having room to exist outside of your little assembly line thing yes um so then leonard makes the website and i loved howard saying dateline could use it to attract predators (laughs) josh duger was probably on that website yeah um so then Sheldon suggests that Penny fire Leonard. Yeah. And also just so like, because speaking of the website, I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. they did like have like a Penny Blossom site that was up for a while. Um, It's like if you try to go to it now, like pennyblossoms.com, it just, like there's nothing there. Like it says we can't connect to the server. But like I found it like from the Wayback Machine. You can look at the site that way. So it is very like pink and purple and like teal blue design scheme um like i said it says like 4.99 it still says free one day rush 
Um, but if you <laughs> click the button to buy now, it pops up with a page that says like thousands of colors currently not in stock. So the Wayback Machine is fantastic. Yes. I have used it to get back at people so many times when I've been like talking about their shenanigans online in the past. And they're like, I never had this account, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ho, ho, ho. But yes, you did. <laughs> Internet is forever, kids. Yeah. So we'll, I'll stick the link to that through the Wayback Machine in the show notes. If you know, I thought you were like out. a link to the Wayback Machine. I think people could find it on no. Google, but yeah. But it's, um, so okay. I thought it was interesting because you remember like other like URLs they throw out in the show, like we look them up and it says like, oh, like it's redirects like owned by Warner Brothers. And this one doesn't. And I wonder if it's just because, like, because the URL itself was never said in the show, they decided like, oh, mm. we don't need to hold on to that yeah i just thought that was an interesting difference from the others but yeah so then because of his website design sheldon suggests letting leonard go as you said um but then leonard says like if it's so bad why do we already have orders uh someone ordered two to cover just a fantastic question because like how did that pop up in a search engine like what were people looking for like did leonard pay for like it to pop up higher in results yeah or like work that way is he like posting like the website link on other places for people to see because yeah you know i'm terrified what other places he would have access to <laughs> given what how they described his website but <laughs> yes yeah so uh, howard suggests they add bluetooth yes because yeah the woman was ordering them to cover their bald spots. And they're like, oh, that's a male, typically a male concern. So add blue to not really like if, if if women, I feel like more men that go bald are going to embrace it. But like when women go bald, they're like, oh, my gosh, society's going to hate me now. And then they like panic. That's true. Yeah. Like as far as like, like men are more think likely it's more to go bald. To but I think exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then they got an order for a thousand penny blossoms from the fifth annual East Rutherford, New Jersey Gay, Lesbian, Bisexual, and Transgender Alliance Luau. And One Day Rush, which this is probably my favorite line from the episode when Leonard's like, Amazon offers One Day Rush. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, but they don't have to glue the books together. Yeah. Um, there's actually, I think, a lot of gay bars near that area of new jersey Mm -hmm. i don't know if they just picked this out of nowhere um or if they knew that but i think there is an lgbt scene out there and this group is trans inclusive so yay um and then howard says that lesbians love bluetooth don't know how accurate that is no I was just trying to remember, was it, because, like, Leonard's from New Jersey, was there any of, like, was there a connection with one of the writers from New Jersey, or no, that we know of? Hmm. Because I was thinking, at first I was thinking there was, but I might have just been thinking about, because Bill Prady has, like, his Michigan connection, right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah, he's, yeah, Detroit. Yeah. I might have just been thinking of that. Because, you know, New Jersey and uh, Michigan are just the same shit. Just that a writer had a connection to a place is all I was saying. <laughs> a writer, I'm going to tweet that. A writer had a connection to a Shut place. Shut up. You know what I mean? I do, but they're not going to when I tweet this. Stand by. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you've tweeted plenty of embarrassing shit. 
All done. Have you been tagged yet? Uh, I don't know. I'm not looking at it. (laughs) All right. Well, it's tweeted. You already bought your plane ticket. You have to still come see me. (laughs) I guess so. Okay. So Penny thinks that they need to cancel this order because there's no way to get it done. Um, But Sheldon convinces her to keep it. Oh, there's my phone buzzing with the notification. Also, for Amazon One Day Rush, don't you have to be a Prime person? Um, typically, yes. Like, it isn't just free One Day Rush. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Um, so then, okay, one of my favorite lines was when Sheldon said that this is, this quitting is not the American spirit. Did Davy Crockett quit at the Alamo to Jim Bowie? And Howard goes, they didn't quit, they were massacred (laughs) by like a gazillion angry Mexicans. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, good for the gazillion angry Mexicans, for the record. Um, I saw a tweet on Valentine's Day that they were just like, never forget the true meaning of the holiday on this day in this year. Captain Cook's colonizing ass was beat beat to death by this group of natives. <laughs> All righty. You know, whenever I say stuff like that, people are like, you know, if it wasn't for settling, you wouldn't have been born here. I'm like, you're right. I would have been born in Europe and I would not have known the fucking difference. Right. Like, no one born in Europe had been like, oh, man, if we only colonized more, I could have been born in Nebraska or some shit. Like, people were like, well, you wouldn't have. Yes, but I would not be this person with this memory and this, this brain and this body and these ties to where I am from. Like, I would not be angsting over, oh, my God, I wasn't born in Michigan if I was born in Poland. Yeah. I don't know that I would love being in Poland right now just because of proximity to shit. But did you know, and you may have because I may have said this or you may have seen it, but um, Russia is actually only like four miles from the United States in the Bering Sea. I don't know if I knew that. There are two islands, Little Diomed and Big Diomed or just Diomed or whatever. Um, Little Diomed is us and you can see the other island there. They're only like four miles away. Um, I do not think that Putin is concerning himself with them, but there is a community of natives there. There's about 300 of them. There is no airport, so the only way that they can leave is by boat. Interesting. Yep. I don't don't know that they want to leave. I'm sure that they don't have, like, good sewage or a good water source, and I'm sure that we're not doing anything to help them with that, because why would we? Um, That was in a very cynical intention not just screw them but like i guarantee you we're not doing anything to make their lives easier out there but maybe maybe they just kind of want us to leave them the fuck alone i don't know yeah but anyway i don't know that right now i would be like hmm like if canada was being all weird i don't know that i would love living an hour from the border but i still wouldn't be like oh man i wish i had been my ancestors had been the group that went to texas (laughs) like you just don't know like people try to control not control but like try to like guide your mind in certain directions into emotional responses when like it literally doesn't matter yeah like when people say like oh what if your mother had gotten an abortion and you had never been born i'm like then i would literally not exist and not care yeah i wouldn't be able to have an opinion either way 
Like they're trying to be like, you could be dead right now. And I'm like, okay, we are balls deep into a pandemic and everything sucks. <laughs> so that is not quite the, and like people say that to me a lot and I'm not going to go on an abortion rant, but people try to say that to me a lot. And I'm like, hi, saying what if you didn't exist to somebody with depression does not have the full emotional punch that you're going for. Even if you're not somebody who understands that, like, I wouldn't know the difference. Mm-hmm. And that also applies to where you were born. Anyway. Um, so now they are. So actually going back, like we we're wondering how much yeah, she it. sold them for. So like here, like Sheldon says her, her gross receipts on this one order would be over $3,000. So that would be about like $3 that she's selling for each of them. For wholesale. Yeah. Mm, okay. Also, what kind of fucking funds does this LGBT alliance have <laughs> that they can spend $3,000 with, like, no notice yeah, on it's, hair barrettes? It's not like they, like, they've been, like, looking at these and deciding if it was in their budget. Like, the site literally just goes up and they're like, yes, this is what we need. Now, I do understand impulse purchases, but... This one LGBT group I am in on Facebook that there's about 50 of us, we pretty much are passing the same $100 back and forth based on whoever needs it at the moment. So like, And it's not even just these $3,000 because then they later order another thousand. Right, so they're like, dropping 6K on flowers for their hair. Fake flowers. <laughs> you can't even plant them and then like sell them when they grow. Yeah. I don't know. Very true. Okay, so they get started making them. We have some more singing. She'll be coming around the mountain. Uh, Raj, Howard, and Leonard are complaining. And I do like how um, Howard's kind of pointing out to Raj, like, hey, you can make these India jokes, but, like, this is where, like, privilege is, like, intersectional. Like, yes, you are Indian, but you also are fucking rich. Yes. With Raj trying to say, like, oh, we only had four servants and two of them were children. Like, no, dude. You know, I don't want to get super into this because I don't remember it in, like, excruciating detail. But there was a guy on Survivor once that was, like, being pretty racist. And it was kind of just showing how, like, you can be part of a marginalized group and still be shitty to other marginalized groups. And people were saying to him, like, they're like, dude, like, did you... Like, I don't remember what exactly they were calling him out on specifically other than, like, it was something racist. And then he made some comment about how, like, um, or someone asked him, like, weren't you, like, around, like, black people when you were growing up? And he just goes, yeah, the servants. And everyone was just like, um, and, like, this is what I mean by intersectional. Like, this was a gay guy. Mm -hmm. And, like, you kind of assume or, like, people, when I say you, I mean, like, in general, people tend to assume, like, oh, I'm mentally ill, so I can speak on transgender issues or on Asian American prejudice or something like that because I am also in a group or whatever. And it's like me being gay and mentally ill and not having a lot of money, like people might assume like, oh, she she has a handle on everything. And it's like, I don't. I am not that blatantly terrible at something. But, you know, there was a lot, there was like a lesson kind of almost in that Survivor episode that all of these people were horrified that he was saying these racist things and they didn't expect it from him specifically because he was gay. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so Raj being all like, um, we only had four servants and then we have a call back to child labor. Like that's just kind of showing how like there are areas in which Raj is not as privileged, but there are also areas where he's like completely not out of touch on stuff. Yes, very much so. Um, so as they have their complaining, Sheldon roughly sort of like tells him to cut it out with his like deep boss voice i don't know what to call that yeah and then sheldon starts getting Mm anti-union um so elon musk and jeff bezos how about them um (laughs) (laughs) so then we have another time shift where they're exhausted yes uh sheldon like falling asleep singing the wrong song that is my favorite how like you're not expecting him to just jump out with something else <laughs> did i tell you that song came on at work like yes <laughs> and i was just like i have never like i i know the song um i know like i think johnny cash sang it but i don't think he was the original i think it was oh gosh tennessee ernie ford maybe who originally sings the song but I think it was written by somebody else and then other people covered it. I know a Johnny Cash version, I'm pretty sure. But it was it first came out in like the 30s or 40s. Hold on, I'm going to look this up because I've been talking a lot. Okay, it was originally at 16 Tons by Merle Travis. It originally came out in 1946. Hi, Nina. <laughs> um, and now I need to see if Johnny Cash covered it because I really feel like he did. Oh, there's a lot of covers. I'm not looking through all of this. Um, oh, Old Crow Medicine Show, I did hear their version. Anyway, yes, Johnny Cash released a country version on his album, Johnny Cash is Coming to Town. That's the one I'm familiar with. But I had never heard it, like, organically. Like, just, like, I'm out living my life and the song came on. So, like, this was right after we recorded Terminator. And and it was, like, right after I was, like, oh, my God, the very next episode is a bottle episode. And then the next day at work, or maybe two days later, but it was soon song comes on and I was just like oh my gosh what are the odds and I got like really excited because I don't think I'd ever heard it like on the radio before mm-hmm. the original version all right so now they decide to give Sheldon coffee yes which he tries to refuse at first because he said he promised his mother he wouldn't start doing drugs I did like how when Leonard's like we have 380 of these things that we still have to make and he's like and I have complete faith <laughs> that you will make them good night yeah And as he's heading out, Leonard um, says, but Sheldon, without your insight and leadership, this entire enterprise will surely fail, which gets Sheldon is like, okay. And I like how Penny just kind of like turns to Leonard, like you handle this. I know you have a way of getting him to do this. (laughs) So you just, you just do it. I feel like this, this seems like weird to say, but I feel like their tired acting is very good in this episode. Yes. Like it seems very believable that they just look like ready to pass out. I feel like they should have just scheduled that to um, be, like, at the end of a day when they all kind of don't give a fuck anymore. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, here you go. Like, between, like, that scene right there and then what we have next with, like, Sheldon hyped up on coffee and, like, Leonard and Penny just, like, sitting on the couch and, like, flinching at his bams. There was a time where I was um, at work at night and I was really tired. And then I just got my second wind. And so I took a video of me going, look at Planck's constant. People say it's arbitrary. It could not be less arbitrary. If it varied even slightly, like his life as we know it would not exist. Bam. And I like sent it to some people that 
no big bang theory and i like put the like i don't know if, I, don't, I don't use snapchat much anymore but like um i at the time like you could like put like the time on it i'm sure you can still do that and so when the people woke up that had like normal people work hours they could see that it was me in the middle of the night <laughs> but i told you what happened the first time i had caffeine right i think so Okay, I'll be brief in case I haven't told it on here, but I feel like I have. So I never drank coffee. I don't drink soda, pop. Even today, I don't. Um, and I was driving through the night to come home when I lived in Kentucky to see my mother for her birthday. And I bought a five-hour energy. And it says, um, drink like half for like medium energy and then a full one for like the max energy. Now, to this day, I don't know if drinking half is supposed to give you energy for two and a half hours or just less energy for five hours like I have no idea but um I took like a sip because I was like I haven't had caffeine like ever except like the minuscule amount that's in like ibuprofen and chocolate but that doesn't mean anything and um I took a sip and I waited about 10 seconds and then went well this doesn't work and then I took the rest of it and I was driving home. I was probably like elevated in my seat. It was a production of Hamilton starring me as everyone in the car. I could hear colors and I was up for over 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and that happened years after this episode aired. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just like, oh, shit, that would have been me in this situation. <laughs> yeah, I've never had like an energy drink like that. Like, I drink soda all the time, but that's basically my caffeine fix. I feel like it would not affect you as much as it did me just because you do drink soda. Mm -hmm. That was just, like, my first exposure to caffeine in any substantial amount. And you just jumped in the deep end. Ooh, yeah. Also, Sheldon, like, his caffeinated rant here... Just, I think it's just, like, how he was speaking reminded me of his drunk speech in the Pants Alternative, which I haven't oh, yeah. seen in a while, but, like, I got, like, similar vibes. Yeah. Okay. So, so then the next morning. Yeah, another time shift. They actually did it. A thousand penny blossoms. Uh, Penny says that she's going to give them 20 cents for every dollar she makes um, for their help. And Howard's like, that's your entire profit margin. So she's like, never mind then. Which means she must have been, which is interesting because she said her profit margin was 50 cents earlier. And they were going off of the wholesale price in that conversation. Yeah, so it would have been... Although maybe it's math. Maybe it's like 50 cents per penny blossom, but like, no... Well, because she did, yeah, she did say it was 50 cents off of each of them, um, which in this case then would mean 50 cents for every $3. So 20 cents for every dollar would be more than her profit margin. Yeah. Although you could interpret it as like for every dollar of profit I make, I'll give you 20 cents. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I also like how they had to haul their ass about... Um, getting this all done and it's like this is another example of how this is not viable because she needs to pay her employees yeah now i could see this if it was like hey a one-time thing like i can do i can make these things and this group wants a lot of them like can you help me like i've done that not this specific thing but like i have helped someone pull something off yeah but like in general like you can't this is not sustainable no 
Which, as we see then right here, they place that order for another thousand. And Penny's like, okay, guys, let's get started. And they're just like, no, peace out. Yeah, they're like, absolutely not. Yeah. Jiminy Cricket would not do this. No. Um, and I do enjoy Leonard's like, one day rush. I really need to take that off the website. <laughs> like, you think he would have done that initially after the first the one. The fact that they have like $6,000 to spare apparently like one day before this luau Mm -hmm. like how big of an event is this like presumably they need a venue and food and all this other stuff but they still have six thousand dollars to drop on hair accessories well it might not necessarily be like the day before the event they might just be like oh like free one day rest sure why not we'll take them early yeah, that's true. But still, regardless, I, having $6,000 for hair accessories. I do think that this is, like, this is probably a very, like, white gay community just because luau's are very culturally appropriative. And I feel like it's the white gays that are more likely to be like, this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So then... They all are, okay, I love the line of when Penny's like, yeah, like, we can do it. And Howard says, although you may find it hard to believe we do have lives. <laughs> and then Raj just kind of does, like, his hand motion, like, yeah, kind of. They're like, we more or less. Yeah. Mas o menos. And even Leonard bows out um, with his apologies to the gay community of East Rutherford, New Jersey. This would have been another good time to trot out. You had your chance to be we for a year and a half now. <laughs> yes. And then we have Sheldon showing up. Yes. I love his I'll be back before this banana hits the ground and just drops it and it falls before <laughs> he even does anything. Yes. Still very clearly hyped up off his, off of his coffee. Yeah. Yep. And then the tag is... um. Most of the guys playing Secret Agent Laser Obstacle Lunch, going for that pizza. Um, which I mean, when I'm hungry, that is the last. I do not have the coordination <laughs> to do that when I'm hungry. I'm like, just, I will be lasered if it means I can have the food. Yeah. Which Leonard tells them this is just stupid. Which, I don't know, it feels like, I don't know if it's out of character for Leonard. It just seems like weird, like a weird line for him to be just like, oh no, this is where I draw the line. It seems like he's being, like, mean about it, in a way. I think he's just kind of tired and is like, I'm just going to take this out on people. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the work song, Nana Cluster. Another fun one. Yes. Good old Penny Blossoms. I would never wear one, but, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that hair accessories. The only hair accessory I wear is a hat and a ponytail holder. Same. Okay, so then next is it dead hooker yes yep alicia dead hooker juxtaposition there's some pretty good lines in that one too yeah and i will get into it next week but penny and alicia's fight you can tell that that episode was written by men because that is not how women fight (laughs) do they physically fight yes is it like that No, if no one is grabbing someone's long hair and then just whipping their head into the floor, it's not a girl fight. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Like, they were literally just rolling around. Like, it was the naked pillow fight of a girl fight. Like, it was was just a guy's fantasy. Mm -hmm. But we'll get into it next week. Yes. Uh, So that'll be next time. So if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions... 
You can email us at podcast at thebigbangbuzz.com or leave a comment on the website at thebigbangbuzz.com or tweet us at thebigbangbuzz with three Zs. Bye. Bye.